This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith and how the two come together in lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time. Covered me. Welcome to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, flying solo today, but it's a full house, man. It's going to be a fun show. I've got two pastors from Epicos Church here in Milwaukee. In fact, they're opening a new church on August 7th at the Barack Obama School of Career and Tech Education, formerly Custer High School. For you guys my age, it's Custer. 5075 North Sherman Boulevard, Pastor Kurt Owens and Pastor Danny Parmalee. Let me tell you how I found these guys. On Facebook, of all places. And I saw a video with uh, Pastor Kurt Owens, and I saw a picture of him with a Custer High School basketball jersey, and I thought, I think I took that guy to the hoop a couple of times. Then I realized I didn't, and I called them and tracked them down and, and wanted to uh, to bring them in. Uh, Pastor Danny Parmley is also the chaplain for the Milwaukee Admirals. It works out perfect because the Admirals play here on 105.7 FM, the fan, and wanted to bring these guys in, talk a little bit about their uh, their journey and some of the great things that they're doing at Epicos Church. Uh, Pastor Kurt, it's nice to meet you. Hey, nice to meet you. Glad to be here. Yeah, how you doing? Good? Hey, very well. uh, Pastor Danny, I'm just going to go Danny and Kurt, if that's okay. It'll be a little easier. Danny, it's nice to meet you. If you could call us Bishop, Reverend, (laughs) we prefer that. Well, they call me Big Time here at the station, so I'll call you that, but you got to go Sir Big Time. I have never gotten my wife to to go with Mrs. Big Time. She said, no, you need to be humble. Take the garbage out. So that's awesome. Hey, Kurt, let's let's start with you if we can. You're a Milwaukee guy. went to Custer High School, and, and when we talked... And and I watched that video. I got a feeling that uh, that you and I have some uh, similar things in our background. Um, I, I say this a lot on the show that the worst thing some of these guys on the show, the worst thing they ever did in their life was steal a candy bar. And then there's boys like us, right? That's right, man. <laughs> praise the Lord that we're not doing any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> man, let's talk. Did you did you grow up in the city? I did grow up, uh, born and raised uh, Milwaukee all my life. And went to Custer? Went to Custer High School. Knocked uh, down a jump shot or two over there? I did, I did. Class 88, it seems like it's a... Uh... You're a young buck, man. <laughs> You're a young buck. Can you still shoot it? I still can. Yeah. I still can. Good. I... <laughs> Pastor Ken, when he's here, we always try to find one guy to go in an old guy three on three, but you got to play defense, rebound, and pass. That's right. all you got to do, because we just shoot it. That's all we can do. I sit in the corner and just shoot the ball so um it's so good to have you here august 7th big day for you yes it is very big day and uh it's been in the plans now for a little while and uh you know that time is 
is upon us now, and we're really excited about uh, planning our, our our third location. Uh, funny thing, at, at Barack Obama School, just so happens to be at the same high school that I graduated from, so yeah. has a lot of special meaning for me there. Man, good for you. Well, congratulations with that. Um, Danny, you were the founding pastor Yep. Is it was this your brainchild? Uh, this church? Did you guys come together? Explain a little bit. Give us a little history of Epicos Church. Yeah. So, um, real quick, uh, Epicos was planted in uh, 2005 on the east side of Milwaukee. Uh, we were very uh, close to uh, UWM, so because of that, we started out very much being a bunch of college students, young professionals, young married, no children, kind of the uh, the hipster crowd down there. Um, and uh, over time, uh, Epicos uh, grew, and uh, we ended up uh, launching a location in West Dallas. Uh, really started to increase diversity, both age and uh, race, everything. And uh, um, you know, having having a multicultural, multi ethnic church has been something that God planted in my heart even before moving to Milwaukee while I was still in in seminary. And it just took uh, this amount of years for it to all come together. And uh, God was doing some of the same things in in Kurt's heart. Um, at the same time, so it was really neat just to see how God brought both of us together a couple years ago, really. And uh, it's been a, it's been a long time in the planning. We've we've been we've really taken it slow. So good, good for you. You know, in that video that I watched, Kurt, you said, "Look, Danny's a white guy, black guy, and you know what? We have the same vision in in our world today, in is and in our city today. And we're going to talk about some of the city stuff because I, yeah. I'm born and raised." And I've always lived in the city of Milwaukee, and and there's some some. I don't think we can we can fix all the problems in in an hour, but we might talk about some of them uh, here throughout the show. But you know, this isn't supposed to happen, and right. and 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 I think that it's a wonderful story. You know what? You guys have a very strong vision of what your church is going to be and how it's going to be, and the fact that that you guys can go into any neighborhood in the area and say, "Hey, you know what? Look at us. Come on in. Let's let's see if we can't uh, mend some fences on some of the stuff that's going on." And and I commend you for that. Thank you. Thank you. T- tell me about um, your background, if we can. You know, w- w- listening to that, I know that. Uh, um, and we'll talk testimonies in the second segment here. But growing up in the city as 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 I did, you know, there's a lot of temptations, a lot of a lot of problems that that we can get into on a daily basis in the city of Milwaukee when you're a teenager. Uh, you fell into that trap like I did. Yes, I did. Um, and and the funny thing with me is I'm actually a, a pastor's kid. So, well, you know what, <laughs> Pastor Ken, Pastor Ken says it all the time. He said pastors' kids either they they either they're either part of the church or they're in jail. Right. Now, one of the two. You kind of might have did a little of both. I, yeah, I'm not speaking for you, but you know what? Um, so you knew better. I I, I knew better. Uh, but at the, at the same time, I I I wanted to fit in and so there was really uh no place for me to fit in and i just tried very very hard to find a place to fit in yeah danny your background where did you grow up uh wapaka wisconsin you did yeah man i just got back from there i'm a big fan awesome the the comets man yeah home of the comets rose (laughs) theater uh fat little gretchen's yeah yeah it's where we had breakfast my sister has a place on taylor lake oh great so we uh that's one of my favorite places we used to go there a lot as a kid and and uh, we'd go to the Catholic Church and the Dairy Queen across the street. Oh, That's where I used to work, the Dairy Queen. You did? Man, those were the best ice cream cones. After an hour and 15 minutes of the priest talking about stuff that I didn't know what he was talking about back then, but as long as we could get one of those dipped cones,
bones at the Dairy Queen, I was all good. So that's where you grew up. That's yeah. what what a cool community. Did uh, were you looking to get out when you grew up there? Um, well, when I grew up, I mean, I had a great time growing up, had great parents, um, you know, and uh, was very involved in school and sports, of course, uh, hockey growing up, and, and uh, they had a really strong hockey program uh, in, in Wapaka. So I actually really, really loved it. Um, but, you know, a- after after that going on and going to UW Oshkosh and getting into bigger cities, um, now when I drive back, um, yeah, it's not like I'm longing to get back to a small town. I it's love really the urban changed. feel. So. It's really changed. And Wapak has gotten a lot. There's a lot more there than when I was a kid. Um, but yet it's that small. You get, we, we get on that lake. And, and like I said, Taylor Lake, my sister has this cabin. And my wife and I just shut down. I mean, we read a couple books. We hold hands a little bit. We go out on the boat. I nap like crazy, and we, you know, we have a little dinner, and, and it's nine o'clock. We're ready for bed, and it's different when you're here in the city to to when you're there. Yep, love being able to go back and and uh, yeah, just just take in a, a deep breath and enjoy nature and stuff like that. So. But then it's time to get home. Yep, Milwaukee's <laughs> your home now. Yep, you betcha. Hey, let's uh, before we get to a break. Uh, how long have you been the chaplain for the Milwaukee Admirals? Uh, two years. Yeah, you enjoy that. It's awesome. It's an awesome time. Hockey, just in general, it's something that's very, very refreshing for me. Um, I still play and just being at the rink, being with players, everything about it, uh, just love to do. And so to be able to to serve uh, to serve the players is is just a it's a great privilege and blessing. How did you get involved that. in that? So. Um, they, uh, they had a chaplain a, a couple of years ago that had stepped down and, um, the chaplains, uh, for the AHL are all provided by hockey ministries international. It's an international, uh, organization. And, uh, somehow they had gotten my name and, and called me and said, Hey, are you, uh, interested in doing this? And I said, let me pray about it. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was a quick so, prayer. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, so, but, uh, yeah, it just, it, it, so that's, that's kind of how it started. So this will be my third year, uh, coming up this year. Is it difficult? I, I, I from from doing this show, I know that baseball. I think does the best job with 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 chapel, and and they have baseball chapels. And Vince Noss, uh, he's out of Florida, has been on our show a couple of times, and and I think they do a great job of of really uh, having guys come in and and be be there for them. Uh, they 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 go in and and uh, they're they're kind of a sounding board for a lot of these players. And they have guys that have been chaplains for teams for a long time. Mm-hmm. Hockey, I, and we haven't had too much to do with hockey um, on this show. A few players and a couple of chaplains, but I, from what I understand, a little bit more difficult, especially um, in the league that the Admirals are in, um, to be able to have. Have them fully open the door for you to get in. Yeah. Well, it depends uh, team to team. So I talk with other chaplains that are part of uh, AHL. But, um, you know, we, we have we're received well by the, the admiral staff there. So that makes a big deal. Um, if the coaches and general manager are good with you, I work directly with them with the program. And, and, and so so I really have the open door there. If you don't have that, if you have a coach or general manager that that doesn't believe in the chapel or doesn't want you there, can be really really difficult to make anything happen. We, um, I'm big fans of the Admirals. There, not only do I know a lot of those guys, they're a client of mine here at Entercom Milwaukee, and and I love the organization. I think they do a great job um, in our community, around our community, and and for the city of Milwaukee. And I I wish more people would go to games. 
And there are times that it's packed there, but you know, Tuesday night in the middle of February is tough sometimes to draw. But boy, what a great! It it really is a good environment for kids to be at. Yeah, and I think it's going to um, even be more uh, awesome. They're going to the Panther Arena now. I think yeah. it's going to be actually a a better move for them. Uh, just just crowd wise and the atmosphere there, I think will uh, help help with. Yeah, that. I remembered when they played there uh, years ago, and. Um, it, the the cool part is all of a sudden you get six seven thousand and now the ticket's a tough ticket to get and that makes a big difference. I, I think the sight lines would be great and I think the sound in that building would be phenomenal for them. You betcha. Yeah, I really do, guys. We're gonna get to a break. Other side of the break. We're going to talk to these guys. We'll get their testimony, and we'll continue to talk about Epicos Church. Again, August 7th, uh, their first, uh, they're, they're going to open the doors for their 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 first service at Barack Obama School. Um, Kurt, are you preaching that day? I will be preaching that you day. You will be preaching yes, that sir. day. Do you, do, you, uh, do you know where you're going with it yet? Have you started to study yet? <laughs> you always got to stay ahead of the game, but God has the last word, always. <laughs> well, I'm going to try to get him to give me some insight on that sermon. So let's get to a break, guys. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Bunzel's Old Fashioned Meat Market. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, flying solo this week. Pastor Ken Keltner is out of town. In studio, we're talking to Pastor Kurt Owens and Pastor Danny Parmalee. They are from Epico's Church. They're going to open a third church here in the city of Milwaukee on August 7th at the old Custer High School. And a Custer alumni is preaching that day. Hey, Kurt, um, let's talk a little bit, if we can, about about your your church and, and the way you guys uh, go about preaching. If you preach at one of the churches, you preach at all three that week? That's Absolutely correct, and uh, it's, it's one of the neat things uh, about our church is uh, one is uh, we're, we're pushing for uh, multi-ethnicity, and one of the things that we want to avoid is to segregate our ministry. So when there is one person preaching, that person preaches at all of the locations for that day. Um, it's, it's a great system. I love it because it gives me an opportunity to be fed. It gives us all an opportunity to be fed as well and to sharpen one another, as well as to uh, d- deliver the most quality sermon as we possibly can uh, during that time. No speedy tickets between <laughs> churches or anything? Well, no. not not as a, not not to date, but uh, the north side with our because we have um, you know with three locations and six services now, we literally have it timed down to 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 the minute. So if we hit a Brewer game or construction, um, we do have some contingency plans that are set Co- in. Couple but, yeah, a couple extra songs, yeah, couple extra songs. So let's um, sing for the fifth time. Yeah, Stand up, yeah. So oh, that's good. Hey, Kurt, you had said you're you're a uh, pastor's son. Um, yes. Uh, is your father still around? My dad is still around. Is he he's, still preaching? He's still preaching. Seventy nine years old. <laughs> Man, what what church? What church did you grow up in? I grew up in a, a Pentecostal church. We were very very strict, um, and, uh, and that, that's part of my story of not actually being able to fit in. It was really difficult for me to fit in. 
In fact, let's let's transition into that. Um, as a, as a a son of a pastor and not being able to fit in, yeah, I guess you had two two journeys, two two streets. You go yeah. down right to the right and yeah. the left. And and uh, how old were you when when you started? Uh, maybe not not doing some of the things you should be doing. Um, probably around 12, 13 years old, okay. um, became a part of a gang in my neighborhood. Uh, um, there was projects in my neighborhood and I ended up being a part of that gang. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, that's, uh, that's tough on your dad. I, I, I'm sure you've had that conversation with him, but how difficult it must be for, for a guy who is, you know, is, is a preacher to, to see his son go in a different direction. Yeah, um, and funny thing about it is I, I kept a lot of things under wraps. <laughs> I didn't get caught in in a, in a number of things that I was involved in, but uh, but yeah, it was there. There was some tension there. I, I I wanted to be a part of the church, but again, it seemed like it was just too difficult to please my parents. God, it just yeah. too <laughs> serving too many masters at that right. point. When did that change for you then? Oh, wow. If we can um, ask you, in fact, ask you for your testimony. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as as, as, t- as time went on and, and, and I got older, uh, I, I continued in, in, in my path of uh, illegal gain and uh, eventually became a drug dealer. And I became very, very good at it. Um, I was uh, very, very good at it, almost too good at it. And uh, life, life was grand. Uh, um, fancy clothes, cars, money, women, you name it. And uh, next thing you know, um, uh, my name started ringing in everyone's ears, but it also started ringing in uh, the robber's ears. And sure. I end up being robbed uh, by gunpoint uh, th- three times, and it was the third time that just did something to me. And I uh, lost a friend uh, probably a couple weeks earlier. Uh, a friend of mine uh, was assassinated. Someone had robbed him, and uh, his dad happened to be at home. They were uh, who was just an innocent bystander. They took my friend and his dad, took them to the closet, and executed them back in the head uh, that day. Two weeks later, I got a couple of guys in my house, and they're telling me to kneel down. And when he told me to kneel down, I, I just said, Lord, forgive me. And um, and I realized I was still alive. And so after I realized I was still alive, I said, God, if you can get me out of this situation, I promise you that I'm, I'm done with this. Uh, I, I'll never do this again. And I was still alive. And they told me to kneel down. And I don't know where I got this uh, courage from, but I told them, you're going to have to shoot me while I'm standing up. Um, and long story short, uh, they wanted the money and I didn't want to give them the money. I gave them all the drugs, but for some reason I still wanted to hold on to my money, uh, dead. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that, how good that would have done me. Um, but, uh, again, long, long story short, um, they let me make it to the top of the porch, uh, open up the door and because we were on the second floor and they thought I had money up there. So I reached underneath the banister and I jumped off that second story porch with uh, just one swoop of the body and I landed on my feet barefooted and I ran like nobody's business. Uh, and it, it was after that day that I was just determined that, you know, my life of illegal gang was over. I, I stopped selling drugs that day. I was completely done. And uh, I lived off of my drug money for a little while, and that got short, and I had to take a job. 
And I took a job as a uh, delivery driver for a pharmaceutical company. <laughs> so, <Wow>. so <laughs> I was still delivering drugs. Still delivering drugs. <laughs> but these were legitimate. <laughs> and um, the, the uh, funny thing that ended up transpiring, the boss that I was working for, he, uh, he, he asked me if I would be interested in coming to the warehouse and stop driving. I'm like, nah, I want to keep doing this driving thing. But he kept on bugging me, coming to the warehouse, I some things I want to... Uh, teach you. And so I, I eventually came into the warehouse and he just began to start pouring into me. And it's funny because he, he was not a Christian, uh, but he, he just began to start pouring into me. And before you know it, I go from uh, every position there was in the warehouse, became warehouse manager. He then moved me up to the front office, trained me on everything there was in the front office, trained me how to be an accountant. And before you know it, probably within a year and a half, I get a call from our corporate office in Jackson, Mississippi, and they promote me to uh, a national accounting position over 13 branches throughout the entire country. And it was at that moment, uh, on the way home that day, I stopped at a stop sign and I just cried like a baby because I could not understand why God was being so gracious to me. I knew I had done nothing to earn this favor. I was just blown away, and uh, I go down to Jackson, Mississippi, and uh, within a week of being there, I get a knock at the door. There was this older white gentleman, um, and he tells me that he wants to share the gospel with me, and I told him he was wasting his time because I'm a pastor's kid, and I already know about the gospel, and he says, well— if you died today, what would be your reason? You would tell God to let you in. And I went on rambling about, I think I've done more better, more good than bad. And, you know, hopefully he'll have some mercy on me and all, all this other stuff. And he showed me a passage of scripture that I've never seen in my entire life. And I'd never seen Romans 10 and 9, where it says, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead, that you shall be saved. And I argued with him for hours and he says read it again and he just kept telling me to read it again i said no you got to do more than that you got to be holy you got to be righteous you got to stop doing this you got he said and, and i just argued with him and he left me the bible and he left and i tossed and turned all night because i could not understand what that scripture was doing in there and i came to the conclusion that night probably about four or five o'clock in the morning um that Wow, if that scripture is true, God has been with me and I've been saved since I was nine years old. And I cried like a baby because someone like me could have salvation. And that's (laughs) that's that's Pastor uh, Kurt Owens, man. I'm telling you, we we we, Kurt, we and Danny, we talk on this show that everybody has a story and we love them all and never get it. Never ever gets old to us here on faith in the zone and i've got tears in my eyes right now with yours kurt it, it just uh the lord is good man the yes. lord is good isn't they yeah yeah i you know i thank him right now for for you know you be having the courage to jump out that window or that <laughs> second story i'd still be trying to climb down the banister or whatever they'd be taking pop shots at me fight and flight is oh, real man i'm telling you you know danny we're going to get to your testimony in the third segment and i've done some research on you 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 weren't that model citizen up at oshkosh were you 
Uh, not so much. Not not, so not much. in Wapaka either. Yeah, so. oh, <laughs> there's a few places getting some trouble in Wapaka too. Yep. Uh, yeah, there, there there are, and we we're, we're going to get to that on the other side of the break. Uh, Kurt, when 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 you that day, that next day, um, your life was was different, right? You're, after you read that scripture and you figured out what it was, because it took me a while to figure that out too. <laughs> um, in fact, for me, it was the words of my wife. And my wife said, "You're either gonna, you're either going to become the man that I think you can become, or you're gonna live the rest of your life in a loveless marriage." And that, and and from that moment wow. on, I stopped drinking, I stopped, I stopped doing everything. And powerful words from her, and and that for me was the was you jump was, yeah. was you reading that and <laughs> staying up till five in the morning. That for me was like, look, I. First of all, I don't think I can. I, I'm not much of a man at this point in my life, and and I don't want to live the rest of my life in a loveless marriage. I love this, you know. She's my wife, and yeah. and that for me was where it turned. Um, I love your 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 uh, your testimony, and the fact that man, who you are now. Can you can, can you imagine? Think back of where you were when you jumped off that. Wow. What a different person, huh? Wow. Yeah. Night and day. Night and day. It's a good partner you got here, man. You betcha. Grace of God. We're going to get to a break on the side of the break. That's Pastor Kern Owen. Uh, we're going to talk to Danny Parmalee. Again, these guys, Epicos Church, they're opening their third church August 7th. What time is that service at Barack Obama High School? That, that service begins at 10 a.m., and it's only one hour. 10 a.m. So and one hour. get there hour. on time. Man, there you go. <laughs> if, hey, listen, you've, you've heard uh, Kurt Owen's testimony. You know that that's going to be a special day for him. And uh, if you can't make it, I ask for you to pray for for, for Pastor Kurt Owens, uh, not only all the time, but especially for August 7th. It's a big day for him. We'll get uh, back to uh, Faith and Zone here in a minute. We're going to talk to uh, Pastor Danny Parmley, asking him for, for his testimony as well. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by All-American Window and Door. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, flying solo this week. Pastor Ken Keltner will be back next week. In studio, two guys from Epicos Church, Pastor Kurt Owens, Pastor Danny Parmley. It's great to get uh, Kurt Owens' testimony. And uh, said, man, very emotional. And uh, thank you for that, Pastor. Danny, let's uh, let's head over to you, boy from Wapaka. Doing the research that I did, um, some a little bit of trouble in Wapaka, but I think your eyes got opened and, uh, once you got to Oshkosh a little bit. You betcha. So, yep, growing up uh, in a in a small town, um, had a great upbringing, uh, great parents. They loved me. Uh, brought me to church, uh, but it was probably a little bit more uh, out of out of routine. Uh, we didn't have a um, a strong, you know, kind of a faith thing. Didn't really say grace before dinner. Kind of just went through the motions. Kind of going to mainline type of thing. And uh, for me, um, uh, growing up, sports was big, hockey was big, and so that dominated most of our uh, time for stuff. And so with that kind of being the focal point of, of life uh, and, and uh, 
you know, hanging around the the hockey guys uh, very, very quickly, pretty young age, started with the whole partying and, and drinking and drugs. So that started actually even before before high school. Um, now, from my teacher's vantage point and, and family vantage point, um, I was the good kid, got got good grades, did, did well in sports, but had that other side that, uh, like Kurt mentioned, kind of kept under wraps. And my parents um, probably didn't know everything that was kind of going on. You, you want to tell them now? Or? Yeah. They might... I don't, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to let them listen to this. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no. to this one. I'll so, be up in Wapaka looking for the Parmley family. I'm all right. telling you. All right. So, um, but yeah, so uh, uh, it, it was, um, you know, not really until college. I had someone from Campus Crusade for Christ uh, that knocked on my door and uh, kind of uh, shared the gospel with me uh, a bit. And I, you know, I was familiar with, you know, Jesus died for my sins. I, I kind of, I knew that story, got invited to go to um, a, a small group Bible study. And as a young, arrogant freshman, I thought, sure, why not? I'll teach these guys some things, you know? And uh, so my life, it I, I tell people it's Christian cliche, but it's the honest to God truth that during that time I was going to this Bible study, God was working on my heart, but then I was living, you know, a, a foot in the world. And there was this war that was just waging on inside of me, one that was pulling me and God was just, you know, honing me, drawing me in. And then there was the, the party world and, and, and that that was kind of drawing me in. And then uh, it was actually on my birthday, 18, turning on 19, went out, got drunk, got stoned and actually came back uh, to my dorm room. And uh, everything of that war just kind of came to a head. And that's when I fully just surrendered my life to Christ. So just had all of that stuff that was kind of coming to a head and uh, doesn't happen for everyone. But I just I fell to my knees and and and, um, you know, I, I, I gave my life to Christ and, and felt different the next day. I remember getting up and just yelling freedom. And I, I had just this immense, clean, radical transformation, clean break from all of that stuff. And, uh, of course, I uh, told the people that were in Campus Crusade that this is what had kind of happened in my life and just started digging into God's word. And God just, uh, yeah, kind of uh, really turned my life around during that time. Man, so. praise the Lord. Boys, isn't it interesting that... The, the, the power of, uh, and there's a common theme between the three of us that we did some things we shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I, it took me a lot longer. I wish I was a little smarter like you boys and started earlier. It, it it just took me a little bit longer. But the fact, Danny, that, that you had a clean break like that mm-hmm. and the fact, Kurt, that it took you a little bit. And, and, and for me too, Pat, you know, uh, Pastor Darrow at Eastside Baptist Church. When I walked in on that Sunday night after service, I waited, let everybody leave, and I saw his light on and walked in, and he wasn't surprised at all. Hmm. He said, I've been waiting for you. And I oh. said, you've been waiting for me? He said, yeah, your wife's been praying for you for years, <laughs> wow. so come on in, let's talk. <laughs> and I told him what I was doing, and he held out the Bible. It's the King James Version, by the way, boys. <laughs> and he said, this is the only way, this is the only way that I can help you. And I said, that's what I'm looking for. And um, that that journey for me was was incredible, but it's similar. I think it's similar to everybody here in the room. Where there was a time, it was time, man. It was time yeah. to get mm-hmm. to get out of that nonsense and and stop thinking that you can live two lives. Yeah, yeah. you can't do it. Hey, be, um, can we talk a little bit about uh, the, the 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 hockey part of this, if yep. we can, Danny? When 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 you're uh, playing as much as you played. Um, and love the game so much, and then get a chance to to, to be the chaplain um, for the Milwaukee Admirals. How much fun is that to be able to talk to these hockey guys 
and 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 these are guys that have made it to a really high level mm-hmm. but then be able to dig in and be able to share your story and 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 some of the things that you want to talk to them about because I, look when you're with a team like the Admirals or, or minor league baseball a lot of temptations cuz you're on the road a lot yeah so yeah, I mean it's uh, again, it is just so fun to just be in the ring, to be with the guys, and uh, to be able to serve them in that in that sort of way. And for for many of them, especially in the hockey culture, I think it's a little bit different than in basketball and football, where there's at least a good majority of people who have a a church background or Bible background, or it's okay to be vocal about your faith. And that's not the case within hockey, and I don't know exactly why that is. Um, so it's it's a different thing. So most of the guys even that are are coming to chapel are actually not coming with a church background. Uh, so there's a lot of opportunity there and they're it's 100% voluntary of course and so for them to come they're they're coming there because they're asking questions so Boy, we had a uh, we had a professional hockey player on and and his name has escaped me but he said that when he walked in the locker room and talked about his faith they immediately thought he was soft mm-hmm. and he said man I'm not soft I didn't mind punching people <laughs> he said but you know what immediately that in that team, I was a Bible thumper and I was soft. And he said, "What that made? I got traded, and then I didn't bring it up much. Yeah, I, you know, I didn't want these guys that, to think I was soft, and I didn't want." He said, "I didn't, I didn't go to many chapels because I didn't want anybody to know." And he said, "And shame on me for that. That was really, but it's a difficult." He said, "You don't understand." He said the same thing that you said. It's different than than football, and it's different than than baseball. Um, for some reason, it's almost taboo in the in the game of hockey. Yep, for sure. So I mean, yeah, it's just. I, I mean, I would say, and even from professional on down, there's you know only a handful of guys that are kind of known to be kind of vocal about their faith. Uh, one of the things that is neat is that one of the more vocal ones is uh, on the Nashville Predators, and that's the um, you know the affiliated team with the Milwaukee Admirals. So that's at least what, even, what's his name? That's Mike Fisher. Okay. So and uh, I mean, I would say he's actually the most vocal. Um, of of all of the hockey players and and uh, you know where where is it on his sleeve uh, type of did thing? Did he and spend so, time here in Milwaukee? No, he didn't. He did not. No. Right right there to to Nashville. No. So wow, that's 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 awesome. Hey, um, if we can, I want to go back a little bit to your testimony. Mm-hmm. If if the people in Wapak and and look, we podcast, so there yeah. going to be some people that hear this. Anybody going to be surprised at your story, at your testimony? Um. Maybe a few of the teachers, but I mean, as far as the students and stuff, no. Yeah. <laughs> the, the students know, knew the real story. Um, may, maybe some that I'm like a a pastor now type of thing, because yes, what was important in high school for me was me. I wanted to be you know, known for this in sports. I wanted to be known as the person that was partying. I wanted to be known for this. And then so to have the other side was like, wait, you're now serving other people. You're living for Christ. Yeah, I'm sure that that, and, and when I did come to Christ and came back those first couple of years, it was certainly like, wait, what? You know, you're, you're, you're going into ministry. Like, what does that mean? That's, so. Hey, how did you guys meet by the way? Interesting. <laughs> I had uh, planted a church in, in Milwaukee probably around the same time that uh, Epicos uh, was planted. Um, uh, and, and I didn't have a whole lot of experience at church planting. I just did the best that I could. And, and I, I was following Epicos from afar. And Epicos uh, eventually uh, did a series that that really caught my attention. Um, they did a series on racism, and I'm like, "Wow, here's that church that I've been trying to get ideas from." And I'm like, "This is a white church. It's going to do a series on racism." I says, "I got to go." 
And so I, I end up going uh, one evening, and uh, I, I like what I've heard. And I came back the, the, the following week, and I came up and I introduced myself. And uh, we set a coffee date, and we met, and the more and more we met with one another, the more and more we realized that— uh, We our, fell in <laughs> love, right, Kurt? We fell in love. It sounds like our dating story. Right? Okay, but, and this is Faith in the Zone, and we're going in a whole different direction. Yeah. But uh, I, I was certainly not looking. I was not looking for a job. Um, I was not looking to leave my ministry. But the more and more we talked, the more and more it became clear that uh, this was certainly the move that God was going in. And I, I had a vision for multi-ethnic ministry uh, from from my side of town, and he had a vision for multi-ethnic ministry from his side of town. It just it was right. And uh, and it worked. <laughs> it worked, yeah. man. Good, good for and, you guys. You know, with with um, with the problems that we have in the city of Milwaukee, and, and Kurt, I told you this when we talked on the phone. Lived in the city my whole life, and it's only been recently that I've I've started to really worry about our community and yeah. worry about the safety of my grandkids who live across the street and safety for my wife and my daughter and her husband and my son who lives in the city of Milwaukee as well. And I don't know if it's just I'm getting older and 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 you know I'm I'm hearing more. I, I don't know. What what's your feeling? Is is the city getting worse? Is it safer? Is it is it a better place to be than it was when you know back in the day? I I, I can't figure it out. Uh, I, I would say certainly uh, back when I was gang banging, you know, it was sticks and brass knuckles. <laughs> there was not a whole lot of. Uh, I got hit gu- by a guy with brass. <laughs> it better not have been you. <laughs> wasn't Those a whole lot of gunplay, and and now with with the gunplay, now it's yeah, it's. I, I would certainly say it's it's gotten worse, progressively worse uh, over the last few years, and the people are getting younger. Um, so it's. It's it's scary, my and Danny. I'm going to ask you this before yeah. we get to a break. For, for me, and and again, I this is just my opinion, and and that is we can't, you know, it's it's not right to tell kids not to have sex before they're married. We can't talk about the Bible. We can't talk about don't have kids out of wedlock. We can't talk about make sure your kids are in a good school, getting a good education. You, you know, when 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 I hear people say, look. When when Ferguson happened, I I saw a hundred people say we have to have open and honest dialogue. That's the only yes. way we can get through it. But we can't. We can't right. have that because if I say, look, here's my opinion. My opinion is we need to make education more of a priority in in the city. We need to we need to be able to say stop having babies out of wedlock. I'm called a racist. So we can't. I can, You can't have open and honest dialogue on both sides and so that that's that that makes me nervous there is such a huge uh problem with cultural ignorance there's blacks who have cultural ignorance of white community of the white community there is the white community who has cultural ignorance of the black community and unless you have both groups that really come together and 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 again it's not about opinion it's not about cultural preference, especially when you're talking about Christianity and, and, and Christians. It's it's about the gospel and the kingdom. And that's the thing that 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 kind of uh, binds it all together. But uh, there there are some issues and, and it's about addressing all of the issues right. and not one or the other. And if we have that conversation, can can we not be offended? 
because this is what I believe. You can tell me what you believe for me, and and if we if if we if nobody gets offended and upset, and if we can just say, look, tell me, do you believe this? And why do you, why is this happening? Why is this happening? And then I can answer the same questions from my end. Yeah. I I don't know if we can have open and honest dialogue without without people being offended. Yeah. And I, I I think part of that uh, problem is 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 um, you have to be intentional about having um, a multi. Cultural lifestyle. If you don't have a multicultural lifestyle, you can't have that conversation because you have no understanding. Um, and and I've, I've lived a multicultural lifestyle for the last 20 years or so. And so I have friends that we can sit down and we can just have those open conversations and no one is going to be offended. Um, and and that's, that's, that's what it's required. Two strangers who don't understand the culture of one another, it's, it's really difficult to have that conversation. But once you start being intentional about being in relationship with someone from another culture, then you can begin to start having those conversations. And I, and I would say that's that's just the key. I mean, even for Kurt and I in our relationship over the last couple of years, that we can openly just ask questions and just just ask it that you couldn't say to a stranger and we don't have to be politically correct. Like, just tell me what you think. Tell me what you believe. And to be able to have that now, again, can't can't have that with someone who you don't have a relationship. With. No, I'd like to hang out with you guys then. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to have that. But I got to be honest with you. You've seen the show Odd Couple. You guys are like Odd Couple. You're a white boy from Wapak, and you're the brother from the city. Right. The Lord, I'm telling you, don't, you, you got to say don't mention hockey. <laughs> I bet you're a big hockey fan, right. aren't you? Guys, we're gonna get we're gonna get you a break. I'm telling you, this is uh, we have one more segment. We're gonna we're gonna uh, interview. Introduce the your uh, is it your marketing Who's director your, of communications? What is his name? Tim Evans. Tim Evans is going to join us for a couple minutes on the other side of the break. I, I'm telling you, I'm going to have you guys back because we're going to fix the city. I don't know how. We're going to at least in our own minds. He is Pastor Kurt Owens, Pastor Danny Parmley from Epicos Church again, August seventh. Put that on your calendar. Ten o'clock. It's a one hour service. The first service for Epicos Church at the old Custer High School, the Barack Obama School. Uh, it is 5075 North Sherman. If you want to head over, if you can't make it again, you know, certainly that week when you're in your prayers, um, you keep uh, Kurt Owens in your prayers for, for, for that day. It's going to be a big day for him and for this church. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone. Discovering people of sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Young Express. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, again flying solo this week. Pastor Ken Keltner will be back next week. We are now joined by, he is the Director of Communications for Epicos Church, uh, Tim Evans, the Greendale boy. Greendale High School. That's right. Yeah, they, they don't want to play Martin Luther anymore. i got to talk to Coach Johnson <laughs> over there. Hopefully he's listening. He yeah, he. I've already given him enough smack for that. Hey, if you could define uh, Director of Communications for Epicos Church, what does that entail? That entails 
basically just trying to make sure our, our message is uh, not our preaching message, but just uh, our marketing communications from our website to um, print ads to uh, any any vehicle of communication. I I make sure it's all unified and looking good and uh, well designed and or even our Facebook and social media stuff that that all is telling the right story to uh, bring people, uh, make people more aware of our church and bring people in the doors. What, what does uh, epikos, what does, uh, what does that mean? It's the Greek word for epic, uh, meaning God's epic story of redemption, basically through Jesus Christ. Uh, it's, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, epic poems, uh, stories uh, like uh, the Odyssey, things like that. Sure. That, but we choose to focus on the epic story of God's redemption. How has uh, you been? You've been employed by the church for how long? How uh, long? Just over a year. And and you've been going there for? Been going there for about two and a half. Yeah, two and a half years. How did you now. find Epicos? Uh, gosh, um, that's a, kind of a complicated story. Um, Danny, uh, uh, the uh, Eastside campus did a uh, joint uh, worship service with uh, a, a daughter church of Elmbrook at the time, and we were we were at Elmbrook Church uh, several years ago, and so in we went to go see that service and heard Epicos's worship band, which we thought was fantastic. So, and um, uh, so we thought, oh, let's go check this church out because we knew they had a heart for uh, college kids, and that's kind of when I walked away from my faith. So I thought, I their message had a great appeal or their their vision. Uh, so we checked it out on the east side, but since we had small kids at the time and they had a very young congregation, it didn't seem like it was necessarily the best fit for our family, but we would just check it out occasionally. And, uh, and I did some photography for them just on occasion and, uh, Danny and I just struck up a friendship and, uh, uh, the rest was kind of history from there. That's awesome. They do a good job of, uh, feeding the flock there, right? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, and leading people in worship. Um, we have just some extremely talented worship musicians, uh, People that, um, I mean, just incredibly talented musicians. I'm, I'm amazed that there are that many talented drummers and guitarists and things uh, in a church of just a few thousand people. Man, that's awesome. Well, I really appreciate you coming in and... and uh you know, we'll, we'll, we do a decent job here of, of promoting faith in the zone, uh, but if you can help us with that, that would be awesome. And uh, certainly, I, I wish you guys all the luck uh, in the world this August 7th. I know that, you know, the church in, on the east side, the church in West Dallas doing great. Um, th- this one at at the old Custer High School has special meaning, obviously for Pastor Kurt Owens, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I I wish you uh, I wish you well, Kurt. It's it's so good to meet you. I know we had some we had some fun talking on the phone. Had uh, you know your testimony extremely powerful. I know your family must be extremely proud of you. By the way, I never asked are you married, kids. I am. I'm I'm married and uh, five kids that are all adults. Woohoo! <laughs> wow, you don't look old enough for that. But I know when you graduated from high school, good for you. Yeah, grandkids, seven, no? seven grandkids. Really? Yeah, yeah. I got three. And Man, they're they're a treat. Had I known how good it was to be a grandfather, I would skip the parenthood thing. All yeah, I know. It's almost like you love your grandkids more. They don't sound like a right thing to say, but it's a different kind of love. That's Kurt Owens. That's not Mike McGivern. <laughs> Kurt Owens said that. Pastor Kurt Owens said, "I love them all the same. I have no no special ones, man." Well, my son Matthew, when he hit a jump shot a little bit, it I loved him more. Than right. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, um, nervousness at all for August 7th. 
no nervousness at all. Excitement. I, 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 I'm extremely excited, and I know this is. Uh, I don't. We don't put a whole bunch of pressure on ourselves because this is God's doing. So I, I hey, I'm just joining in to the work that God is already doing. So no, I'm not, I'm not nervous at all. <laughs> how, how, are people realizing that this is happening? Are you guys getting the you guys getting the word out, um, Tim, that this is going on? Yeah, people um, know. Yeah, I mean the that Facebook video that you uh, came across, Kurt, through that's that's reached uh, thousands of people. That's been and it's been viewed thousands of times. That's been a real. And I mean, and that Kurt, was me. I just keep watching it over <laughs> and over again. If I don't show up, you've got nobody. No, I'm just kidding, boys. This has been great. Keep up the good work, fellas. You know, keep up the good work, and and uh, this has just been really a fun show. Um, I, I thank Pastor Danny Parmley. Uh, he's a Wapaka boy. How can you not like him, Pastor Kurt Owens, and uh, and Tim the Tim Evans, who is their director of communication again, Epicos Church, uh, West Dallas. The North Side, uh, which is uh, Custer, which is going to open again August seventh, and on East Bellevue on the East Side, you can uh, you can find them on the web epicos.org if you want to check out some of the stuff that these guys are doing. I look forward to having you guys back in. Kurt's good to see you. Thank you, yeah, Same Tim. Here. Thank you very Thanks much for having us. You yeah, bet. And please thank us. Danny for me for the time that he's given us. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio one hundred five seven FM. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip for a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people of sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Was it really amazing grace? Now I know for certain, Lord, it was you that rescued me. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.